Hey, welcome back, Business Building Warrior. It's your buddy, Jim. This is Silent Sales Machine Radio, and I've got a treat for you today. We've got, quite possibly, our youngest business building guest that we've ever had on the show. Now, this guy's name is Levi. He's been in our community a couple years. He's only 21 years old. Now, I've had a couple, I've had my daughter on here, but she's not actually building a business yet. She's 10, so we'll give her a break. But next to her, I think this might be our youngest guest yet. And he's built an incredible business using the stuff we talk about on this show. And I'm just going to let him tell his story a little bit. His name is Levi Pendergrass. Uh, like I said, he's 21. He's got an amazing six-figure Amazon business that he's built from scratch on his own. And uh, congratulations, Levi. Well done, buddy. Fill us in a little bit. Tell us a little bit of your story. I know some of it, and I might interrupt you as you go and and pull out some points and ask some questions so we can be of maximum benefit to the listeners today. But uh, before we do that, Levi, as you're starting to think about that, I just want to tell you, listener, one, thanks for joining us. Two, if we mention any links or references today, just like always, you can go to silentgym.com. That's the only link you'll ever need if you're a fan of this show. And we'll put it all in the show notes, okay? So it's all right there for you, nice and friendly, so you don't have to try to take notes while you're jogging or taking your kids to violin lessons, right? Okay, Levi, take it away. The microphone's yours. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. All right. Well, great. Thanks for having me here. It's, uh, I'm really excited about it, and I'm honored to be a part of this. So pretty much... When I first uh, started getting into this whole arena, uh, I first heard about you guys. Um, I, my dad took me down to a business conference put on by, I believe her name was Ray Perry, and I was 19. Well, I guess I might have been 18 at the time. And, you know, as long as I can remember, my dad has always kind of encouraged me to uh, not necessarily go the traditional route of going to college, getting your degree, and then trying to find a job. Uh, he's always encouraged me to kind of do my own thing and try and build my own business. And I had done a couple things up until that point. I did some, I actually, when I was in high school, I did like window washing and landscaping. I sold some cars, but all of those things were kind of hard for me to uh, get my head around scaling those up. So when we went to this conference, you were speaking there and we ended up buying the, uh, the pack course. And I started going through that up until that point. I hadn't even, like I knew you could sell stuff on eBay, but I didn't even know you could sell stuff uh, like third parties could sell on Amazon. I thought it was just all Amazon.com selling their own products. So I started going through the course. I got a few little sample products from uh, doing some retail arbitrage. Uh, and I had my first sale on November 5th, 2015. And I just kind of tested a few things, was just kind of really just messing around to see if I could make this work. And it wasn't until uh, January of 2016 when I really started to uh, focus on building my business. I got a question for you. I'm loving this story so far, man. Did you buy the pack or did your dad buy it for you, Mr. 18-year-old? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> uh, my dad actually bought it for me. Ah, I love it. Man, I'm liking your dad more and more the more I hear about this guy. <laughs> I got to meet yeah. him. Well, maybe we did meet. Did Did we happen to meet at that conference? I mean, I, I don't. I barely remember this. Yeah, I don't believe we did meet. But uh, right. we've gone through actually some real estate courses together and stuff as well. And he's always kind of viewed the courses as my college, basically. So Yeah, yeah. He's it. Well, you know, education is education. Some people, when I say the word education, they think sitting in rows of chairs in a brick building that someone else built 100 years ago. That's mm -hmm. one form of education, arguably, from my vantage point, And it sounds like your dad's as well. It's not the best option if you want to get educated. 
Uh, I like using life and business to educate my kids as well. So that's brilliant. I love it. So I'm very pro-education. I'm just not too excited about old brick buildings with rows of chairs and a chalkboard up front is like the best way to do it. Uh, but yeah, your dad sounds pretty cool. So that was quite a gift he gave you. And yeah, it was an investment in your education. For the listeners who don't know what the pack is, of course, that's the proven Amazon course the best-selling course, to my knowledge, on the planet about how to get started selling on Amazon. That's the course you used. I'll let you pick up your story where you left off. So you started selling a few items a few months after you got into the course, right? I didn't quite follow your timeline there. How long did it take you from time of purchase to to actually selling an item again? I want to say by the, when we bought the course, I didn't even start testing it or anything until probably like two months later, something like that. Sure, sure. So, And then just as a side note too, Going along with this, because I started this at such a young young age and did some other businesses before that, I've never actually had a real job. So that's just kind of a neat little <laughs> side note. <laughs> I love it, man. That's beautiful. Keep that streak going. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, my buddy Dan Miller. I think uh, you know who Dan is. He's going to be our keynote speaker this year at CES. He's a he's Dave Ramsey. He's one of Dave Ramsey's best friends. He's he's a mentor to me, but I don't think he's ever had a real job either. And he's got several kids who have never had real jobs. It's just kind of this multi generational thing where the whole nine to five is like, why would any crazy person want to do that? You know, just have your own business. But you know, I don't want to knock on people just to go off on a little side tangent, Levi. I like to do this on this show, but I'm not going to knock anybody who's got a good job. There's plenty of people out there with great jobs. I had a couple jobs I loved. There's nothing wrong with it, but you always approach it with, if you ever find yourself with a job, you approach it with an entrepreneur's mentality, meaning you have one customer. You're like, no, Jim, you see, I work at a cash register. I have hundreds of customers every day. No, you have one customer. I don't care how many people you help in your position. Your one customer is the person that signs your paycheck. Now, some of us, like Levi and Levi's dad and me, I'd like to have thousands of customers instead of one customer. But we are all entrepreneurs. We all must please our customer. If you happen to have a traditional job and you don't please your one customer, well, guess what you get next? You get fired and you don't even have one customer anymore. You got to go find someone else that will employ you. But that entrepreneurial spirit, you can take that with you into your job. And that's a great way to rise in the ranks. I mean, I got one of my kiddos that works at a fast food place. And I told him, if you show up early, stay late, do the stuff, even if you're not asked to do it, be proactive. You'll be an assistant manager in six months. It just good people are hard to find out there. So I'm not knocking jobs, but yeah, I'm not going to settle for it. I call myself certifiably unemployable, Levi. If you, you think you're there yet, like you can't imagine yourself having a job. Yeah, I would consider myself that. That's uh, not my thing. <laughs> yeah, well, well, good for you, man. You can build something special this way. Instead of making someone else a lot of money, you can do it for you and your family. And you're starting at the right age, but you got a big head start on 99% of the people in our community, a huge head start. So congratulations. But all right, man, I'm trying to make you forget your place in your story. Am I, is it working? <laughs> uh, I think I can pick up about where I left off. <laughs> all right. You're sharp, dude. Let's keep it rocking. All right. So I think I left off right around January of 2016, which is when I kind of started to focus more on building it. And one thing that I really noticed about this business as opposed to what well, a lot of other businesses is the barrier to entry is so like it's so low. So me being a 19 year old kid, I didn't have a whole bunch of money to invest. I can test, you know, with a few hundred bucks that I had saved up or whatever. I ended up putting, I think after a month or two, I ended up putting a few thousand into it um, and just kind of growing it from there. But starting out, there's no like 
you don't have to invest a ton of money, which I think is great. So starting in January, I focused on sort of the retail arbitrage and online arbitrage for the first few months. And I kind of transitioned into some liquidation and maybe just a little bit of wholesale buying um, after I reached about seven to $10,000 a month in sales. And the reason I did that, I was just looking for a way to take it to the next level. And that did, that took me from seven to 10,000 to probably uh, anywhere from 12 to 18,000 in sales. And it, the one problem I had with the liquidation is it wasn't consistent enough. And that was the same thing with the retail arbitrage. There was more availability of product with liquidation, but it wasn't, I couldn't go back and buy the same thing over and over again, uh, which is what I really wanted to be able to build a long-term sustainable business. What were your margins at this point when you're, as you're doing some RAOA transition to a little wholesale liquidation? I mean, approximately, just give us a, a rough estimate. My margins usually stay around uh, 20%. When I was doing retail arbitrage and OA, I would say they were closer to maybe like 25%. But when I started into the liquidation side and the wholesale, they're usually around 20%. 20, 25%. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty average. And not a bad gig at all for a 20, 19, 20 year old. All right, dude, keep the story rolling, man. I, and, uh, I, I got some observations, but I don't want to interrupt you as long as I did last time. Let's keep it going. All righty. So I continued to do liquidation and it was mostly liquidation buying. I had a couple small wholesale accounts, but, um, the margins weren't that great. So I didn't really buy from them very often. And I continued to do that through the rest of 2016. And I had a couple uh, buys where I went super deep on some product that didn't work out so well through the liquidation sources that I was using. Um, and that kind of made me want to look into some different types of sourcing. And I knew I wanted to stay in the wholesale side of things, but I wanted something that would be more consistent. So starting in January of this year in 2017, I decided to pretty much uh, transition everything into buying directly from manufacturers. And from then on, it's been much easier to sort of scale this business because I can, I can find products that are selling well and then I buy maybe a month supply or however much. I test it first with like three to five units and then I can continue to buy that product as I add more products to it to where before I couldn't do that because I would buy one deal and then it would be gone and I have to move on to the next one. Like it. All right. I'm with you, man. Let me, I'm going to ask you a question in a second. How do you find these manufacturers just uh, in general? So I'm going to let you answer that in a second, but I want to make an observation and I'm going to talk to the, I'm going to talk to the parents instead of you for just a second. All right, Levi. Okay. Sounds good. How many, I'm talking to parents now, how many 18, 19, 20 year olds do you know who use words like making investments in scalable business models with a low barrier to entry and then can discuss their profit margins. How many, like seriously, how many 18, 19, 20 year olds do you know that talk like that? And I happen to know that you're homeschooled. We talked about this Levi and we were at a hope that was what Ray Perry's conference was. It was a homeschool conference and I love homeschooling. I'm not one of these anti-public school people. I just happen to love that we're able to do this for our kids, but I'm going to challenge parents for just a second. If you're listening, I'm not saying go homeschool your kids, but I'm saying you are responsible for the education of your kids. We're all homeschool parents. If you look at it that way, the most important part of your kid's education should be happening at home. And I want to commend Levi's dad again. What's your dad's name? 
Vic, V-I-C. Vic, Vic with a V. All right, man, I'm going to remember that. I can't wait to meet him and shake his hand at some point because he's done a masterful job, in my opinion, of instilling entrepreneurial thinking in you. Even if you're in a public school setting, even if you've got a great local public, private, you know, charter school, whatever, instill entrepreneurial thinking in your kids. That's one. But this is something we learned from the uh, episodes we did with Rabbi Daniel Lappin back in the 30s series of episodes. I think it was in the mid-30s, like 34, 35, 36, somewhere in there. And we pointed out the only three things that a kid needs in order to succeed in life from a biblical vantage point. One was understanding human relationships, male-female relationships, and being able to interact, like, you know, get, teaching a kid how to interact with adults, you know, interpersonal relationships. That was one. Two was a walk in a relationship with God, understanding spiritual things. And three was an understanding of the basic language and facts and numbers of business, profit, loss, opportunity. And just like you've heard this young man, Levi, talking about building a scalable business with a low barrier to entry, making an investment in his business, uh, profit margins, you know, that kind of stuff. You walk up to your average kid on the street and start talking like that, they don't have a clue. And that's a shame because there's opportunity unlike any time in human history. Uh, But hey, I'm going to jump off that soapbox and back into your story, Levi. That was just a little freebie for everybody who cares. Maybe I upset some people. That's okay. Uh, I got plenty of friends who that resonates with and hopefully it challenged them. But um, I want to know how you find these great manufacturers that you're working with. Like what process did you go through? How did you track them down? Yeah. So it's actually pretty simple the way I do it. I actually, what kind of got me started with it was in the pack course, it was the, I believe it's what the wholesale sourcing video series, I believe the section is. And yeah. I started out basically doing that exact method. Is I just pick a category and keep following it through the subcategories till you can't go any further. And then I set the, the minimum price that I don't want to sell below. And then I look at the list of brands and I pick out the ones that I don't recognize because I like working with smaller companies because they're easier to buy from than, you know, the big brand names. So I started out doing that. Now, sometimes um, now I don't go all the way down through all the subcategories. I'll just kind of pick a category and just look through some of the catalog. But that's how I find 90% of my manufacturers is I start on Amazon. I find products that are selling well or maybe not even selling too well, but don't have much competition. And then I just Google that the brand name and then send them an email. (laughs) We make it sound so simple sometimes on this show, but that's because it is. Oh my goodness, guys. I mean, there's a podcast episode where Teresa Rose, she's one of our coaches at jimcockramcoaching.com. She's one of our great coaches. And we did an episode together. I'll put it in the show notes, listener. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but if you go to silentgym.com, It'll be in the show notes for this episode where we talked about that strategy you just mentioned, Levi, where you could use Amazon as a research tool. Just go to Amazon.com and start digging into the subcategories and finding products. And one of the things we talked about was finding products that used to sell well based on the number of reviews and feedback. And and now it's not selling at all because it's out of stock. So you find something similar or identical by doing a little research you get it rocking again. I mean, it's it's not complicated stuff. There's a lot of opportunity there. We talk about the specifics of how to do that. And you're right, in the Proven Amazon course, Teresa is like our, she's the queen of wholesale right now and sourcing. She's doing an awesome job with us. She's got a great video series. It's it's not complicated stuff, but it talks you how to get confident in approaching wholesalers and manufacturers and finding opportunity. So that's cool. So you just basically did what we were telling you to do. 
and it worked. I mean, that's the the way to sum it up, right? So how's your Basically. business doing? How's your business doing these days? Like uh, we're we're coming up as we're recording this, we're you know three quarters through, coming up on fourth quarter here very soon, which is the exciting time of the year for us who sell physical products. Uh, how's your how's your fourth quarter looking for you? What are some of your goals for this year? As of now, it's looking really good, and you know. Right around June of this year, I decided to outsource a little bit of my business. I hired a guy to help me prep my shipments to get them out the door quicker um, because that was sort of a bottleneck in my business. And between that and buying wholesale from June, I did probably between 20 to 30,000 in sales. And then in July, I did 50,000 in sales. So just that little change uh, with buying directly from manufacturers and then Hiring someone to help me get the product out the door faster shot my business like way up. So going into Q4. There you are. There you are scaling your business up, man. <laughs> I love it, dude. Nice. So yeah, going into Q4, I'll let you finish. Going into Q4, if I just maintained what we were doing now, which I highly expect to grow a lot more during Q4, but if we just maintained the 50000 a month, uh, we would be between like four hundred to four hundred fifty thousand in sales by the end of the year. Beautiful, and still holding out around that uh, twenty twenty five margin. Right, right around twenty percent. Twenty. All right. So we're looking at uh, you know hundred thousand dollar income. How many hours of work? How many hours a week are you working? You know, it's kind of hard. I hardly ever keep track of it. Yeah. Um, like like super, what, you know. what's your daily, like what's your routine? Let's just kind of, let's get a feel for that. I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't prep you for any of this, but you know, it's, it's fascinating to me because I'm thinking of the 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds that I know. And for the most part, you know, they have, they have nowhere near as much established as you do not to beat them up. Different kids are different, but it's fascinating to me to see, and it's okay if I, hopefully it's okay if I call you a kid. I mean, I'm, you know, 50 sneaking up on me fast, buddy. So I'm allowed to call a lot of people kids these days that I couldn't call kid 20 years ago, but I just don't know many kids that are doing this. So I'm kind of fascinated by it. And there's probably a couple little lessons in here that we can dig out for the, the parents of teens and for teens, you know, early twenties. Like what's your daily routine? What would you say got you? I know your dad, Vic, he's been a huge part of this. What else is in your routine or what else has driven you to this point? Just help us peek behind the curtain a little bit on your, you know, what's a normal day to you? Okay. Well, as of now, a normal day is I, I wake up. I actually don't use an alarm clock. Well, I do, but it's not set super early or anything because I don't have to get to work. So I wake up and then I, I usually contact some manufacturers and spend some, some time answering emails and then the guy that I have that helps me prep shipments, he's actually still in high school, so he comes in the afternoons. And sometimes I work some with him. If that doesn't work out, then he just does it. And I would say a whole week, I probably work maybe 30 hours. It's not a full 40-hour work week. I know that. And then I also, I have a couple other, like I have a, a rental property that, and then another one that I'm working on remodeling right now. So that takes up a little bit of time. But yeah, I, I definitely know that I'm not working as much as a lot of people out there. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it sounds a lot like my typical day. People ask me, how many hours do you work? And I'm, here's the answer I give, Levi. I don't know what I'm working, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, I can't tell the difference between goofing off, having fun, hanging with my friends, working, playing, being a dad, being a husband, you know, making new friends. So many of my best friends of this world are my business partners. So what do you call that when we're hanging out? You know, we go from talking about 
their kids' soccer game to a big inventory buy to making vacation plans together to, you know, it's like, was that work? I don't know. When I'm reading a good book by a great author that has some business inside and he's entertaining, is that fun time? Is that free time? Is that relaxation? It's It all runs together. I think we're designed to live life that way. And I love that you don't use an alarm clock when you wake up. Some people would say, oh, that's a lack of discipline. I'm like, you know what? I sleep until my body tells me it's not tired anymore. How could that be a lack of discipline? <laughs> it's like it's healthy. It's very healthy to sleep until your body's like, okay, now I'm ready to tackle the day. So that's when you get up. I like doing it that way. And it's working very, very well for me, to be honest with you, after about, oh, 15 years of doing it just like that. So, man, this is awesome stuff. I'm really enjoying this, Levi. I didn't, uh, I didn't anticipate this would be so fun for me today. I hope you're having a good time. I hope the listener's enjoying this. I'm sure having a blast and I'm proud of you, man. You've got time is on your side. All these, um, you know, these exponential curves, you know, like the, uh, investing, like you, you're able to put money in the bank now, like you, unless you make some really stupid decisions, you will be a multimillionaire. Like you're on that track and most people don't have the maturity and the, the business insight to start thinking the way you do until they're in their late thirties or forties or they're in their fifties and they're thinking to themselves, Oh, this career I picked, that's not what I should have done with my life. How can I salvage this and make a bunch of money really fast? And they're operating from a point of desperation. Whereas you're just operating as that. This is just another day. Yeah, but go work on my house, build my Amazon business a little bit, see what Jim and the My Silent Team community's up to today, what new interesting ideas they have. And you're just kind of slowly progressing in the right direction. So that's very commendable. What would you say? And I'm going to put you on the spot again, man, because you're handling it really well. What would you say to a 17, 18, 19 year old out there who's thinking to themselves, I don't know what I want to do with my life. What, what advice do you have any friends that come to you and say, dude, you're building like multiple streams of business income right now. How'd you do that? What advice can you give me? Do you have conversations like that? And what would you tell to somebody if you did? Yeah. So I would say the main thing is, is, uh, and again, I don't have anything against people who go to college and get the normal job. That's if that works for you, that's great. It, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I would say if you're not sure about, you know, if college is route, I wouldn't just jump into it just because that's what everyone else is doing. So I would kind of explore your other options. You know, if, it, if the online business thing, if you, if that interests you, I would I would strongly recommend going that route because it's so easy to get started with. You don't have to make like it's so much easier to get started making a small investment into an online business than, say, real estate where you have to buy, you know, spend thirty to fifty thousand dollars just for one rental house. And then the other thing I would say is even if you do and you talk about this all the time, Jim, even if you do go ahead and get the normal job, go through college, treat it with an entrepreneurial type attitude to where your boss is your one customer and you know you have to make that customer happy if you want to continue to get paid obviously yeah it, you know th- the thing i would tack on brilliantly said just i i love your heart where you're coming from uh the one thing i would tack on to what you just said is to the listener and that's some great advice is it doesn't have to be either or it doesn't have to be college or an entrepreneur job or having my own business on the internet. There's a lot of hours in the day and there's a lot of things you can cut out of your day and you can start a business. That, that's why I call right now the most beautiful time in human history to be an entrepreneur because with a few hours carved out of your week, you can start an online business. You don't have to 
clamp down and 12 hours a day for six weeks in a row to, to get this thing launched. No, hour here, hour there, tiny investment here, read a little bit of the course there, just bite it, you know, small pieces. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. But in this case, we're not talking about a very big elephant. We're talking about a little tiny chocolate elephant that tastes good. Like, how do you eat that thing? Well, you're not going to eat it all right now, but bite at a time and boom, you've got an international business. And it's kind of fun each step you take. And you haven't spent a lot of money at any given step either. So this is a beautiful business model. I love your advice, Levi. That was great. And I'm going to give you a chance here in just a second to leave our listeners with any final thoughts that you have. Okay, Levi, to, to tell people to encourage them or inspire them or something you've learned or a little tip or whatever you want, however you want to close it out today. But I want to talk to the listener for just a second myself and remind them that they can go to silentgym.com, get all the show notes from today. You can see uh, the podcast episodes where I talked to Teresa. We dug into some of the wholesale training that Levi referenced. We'll give you a link to the Proven Amazon course, but come on, that's easy, provenamazoncourse.com. Thousands of success stories, including Levi, who's on the left side of the bell curve. If we put everybody on the age chart, congratulations again on that, man. It's just a beautiful thing. But uh, I just want to thank the listeners for hanging out with us for a few minutes today. If you weren't inspired and encouraged, man, it doesn't bother me a bit because I was. Today was worth it just for me, Levi. I had a blast hanging out with you, man. But I want you to tell the listeners, you know, what are those final thoughts? Anything you got for them as we, as we close this one out? All right. Yeah. So just to uh, touch on a little bit, go along with what you were saying um, about how it doesn't have to be either or. Actually, when I first started, this was basically a hobby that I did in the evenings because I, I was still doing landscaping and uh, some other things. So this wasn't like I jumped into it full force. I was doing it for a few hours every night when I got when I got home or whenever I had time. So it definitely doesn't have to be an either or thing, just like you were saying. So just a couple of things going along with the whole online business slash Amazon business. Basically, the three things that I wish I would have done sooner was I wish I would have outsourced sooner as far as just pretty much any aspect of business. But specifically for me, the prepping of the inventory and getting it out the door because that was a big bottleneck for me. And then I wish I would have transitioned to wholesale buying directly from manufacturers sooner because that's what really allowed me to scale it up consistently where I didn't have one large month and then one really small month. And then the last thing is, and you speak on this all the time, but I can't stress this enough to go wide and not deep and just to test in small quantities everything before you buy it. Because even now, when I get a new account with a manufacturer, I still don't order you know, a hundred of each of their items. I order five to 10 and see how they do. No matter what the sales rank is or whatever the graphs are telling me, I still only buy three to five to test it. So I know for sure if it's going to move. Beautifully said. That's brilliant stuff, man. Nicely done. I'm not even going to try to improve on what you just said. I will make an observation. However, there is a bit of a timeline in your story that we see repeated over and over, and it's built into the Proven Amazon course as well. It kind of goes like this. When you're first starting, you hear us talk a lot about inch deep, mile wide, buy anything. Find some old stuff in your garage. Get some stuff from your neighbor's yard sale. You know, just get anything. Get out there. Get used to it. Retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, creative sourcing strategies. Some people stay right there and build massive six-figure businesses. That's awesome. It's not as easily scaled, however, as the next step up retail. I'm sorry, a wholesale and manufacturers where you're contacting directly, going more to the source. And then the next best step as you climb is 
having your own private label, which you and I were talking a little bit before this call, Levi, about some of the strategies you can use there. Uh, and I'll, we'll just share it with the listeners. If if you've done inch deep, mile wide and sold a bunch of different items, you can go into Amazon. We've talked about this in past podcast episodes. You can pull down the report that shows you the number of sessions that your items are getting. That's how many eyeballs are your different products getting. Sometimes you'll put up an item on Amazon and six people will see it and no one buys it. Other times you put up an item on Amazon and 10,000 people see it and someone buys it. Well, you can get a report that tells you how many people saw it. And if you get a lot of people looking at your items, those are good items to pursue your own private label, which is not complicated at all. It's actually probably easier than any of the other models put together, but it does require a bit of experience and confidence before you jump into it for some people. But we have plenty of newbies start right there. Uh, but I love that natural progression. I think that's the next step for you, Levi. I think you need your own line of products. I think it's coming. And I think you're going to be a net worth millionaire by the time you're 30, buddy. I'm predicting it here. You had anybody predict that on you yet? No, I haven't had anybody say that yet. I think it's going to happen, dude. If you were a stock... I'm buying, buddy. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to sign off right here and uh, just thank again the listeners for, for joining us today, Levi. You did a fantastic job, bud. And uh, I want to have you back. And as your story develops, I mean, I just, I'd love to see you taking a leadership role around here. You, you know, why not teach people who are 30 years older than you? You know a lot more than they do about this stuff at this point. They love learning from you. I think we're going to get some great feedback from today's show. So, our 21 year old guest today, Levi Pendergrass, he did a fantastic job. I want to thank him. I want to thank the listener. I'm going to sign off right here. God bless you, business building warrior. You know I'm in your corner. You know I can't wait to do this again. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.